0: Tanya for the 12th of the year, but first the story. The ba- there was a merchant at the time of the Baal that once came back from a journey with a wagon loaded with merchandise. And he, when he came home, he was absolutely exhausted. So he unhitched the horses, put them in the stable, and he left the wagon in front of his house, packed with merchandise. The next morning he wakes up and the wagon's gone. And he was, he was, I mean, there was a fortune of, of money inside the wagon. He was devastated. He calls a search, and the entire city helped him search, and they're searching absolutely everywhere. They can't find it. And this merchant was, he was distraught. And then he thought of an idea. He said, how about I send a messenger to the And The Bolshantham will help me um, locate it. So he sent a me- messenger, and the messenger went to the Bashanta just as the Bashanta was leaving town. The Bashanta told the messenger, wait, don't go back home yet. Wait until I I return. I have a brisk tomorrow morning. And then after the brisk tomorrow morning, I'll be back here and I'll have your 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 the you know the the person the the, the merchant's merchandise I'll have her back already. So the man the man waited. The had started traveling towards the city of Dresden, and he had together with him one of his students, one of his chassidim of Svi Saifa. They traveled for a while. They stopped in a inn overnight. And then the next morning they continued traveling. And along the way, suddenly the Boshanta turns towards Svi Saif and says, There's a, you see that wagon? Follow it. See where the where the owner goes. And so, and when you see him, tell him face to face, like look at him and say, I know that you stole all the merchandise, go and return it. So Svi Saif did it. He followed around to the he followed the, the wagon. The wagon stopped at it in. And he came back to the Moscow a short while later and he said, I couldn't do it. Moshana said, Why couldn't you tell the man? He said, the man that 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 you that was driving that wagon, he was dominating with so much intensity, so much sincerity. I it, it's clear it wasn't him. The Washington said, No, go do it again and tell him everything. Say you know you, you know exactly where he hid the wagon in the forest, and you know exactly every stop of that he that he that he went. His entire itinerary, the Bashan just spelt it out step by step and said, Confront him directly. And so that the street She turned back around, went back to the inn and came back a while later to the Bashan and said, I couldn't do it again. And he said the Bashan asked him why. He said, I, I investigate he was eating breakfast. I did investigation. He wasn't it doesn't seem like a regular thief, he usually thieves that after a big job they drink. He hasn't touched a drop of alcohol. It seems like he, he with it's a it's a case of a of a of a confused identity said, no, go back to him, tell him face-to-face. So that's not what he did. He went back, and this time he confronted him directly and said, I know the other one who stole it. I know exactly where you hid the wagon. I know every single step. Go and do the right thing, return the wagon. And the man was confronted, and he confessed. He said, it's true. I did. I, I couldn't help myself. I I stole it. And he went and returned it back to the rightful owner. And the Moshantov and and his student, they continued on to the press. It's a beautiful story. Um, it's a form of, a form of symptom in that story, but what we're saying so far is like this: When a person realizes and appreciates how much God does for him, he'll start to have reciprocal feelings. That's over over um, the the arc of what the past few chapters and the upcoming chapters are all dealing with. It's an easy way to get love. So many complicated ways of to get love with discuss, but now the says it's just so simple. Just realize how much God has done for you; you will be able to get love. Reciprocating, they so, said, "Well, God loves me so much, I'll be able to love Him." Until now, we talked about you know I should taking us out of Egypt, I' taking us out of a personal Egypt, Hashem giving us the Torah and the ability to connect with Him in such an intimate, deep, and and personal way. And always, when you think about that, you say, "Well, God loves me so much, I got to love God back." The way I understand what's going on now is it's it's almost like we have the story of the king and the low life, and the story the low life should start to appreciate. But like if we start to describe more about the king. And his journey to the lowlife, for example, let's say the king had a massive meeting and he dropped that meeting in order to go take the lowlife out of the out of the streets. Well, then the the lowlife, knowing that information, will start to love the king even more. And if we realize that the king happens to be a cripple and it's very difficult for him to walk. Okay, maybe in this particular case, we're talking about God. So maybe that's not appropriate. But the point is, if if, if the king cripples himself, for example, or it's difficult for the king to go out, whatever it is. In the case of Simpson, we describe every hindrance and every disturbance and every difficulty the king encou- encounters and this lowlife then discovers, well, then it makes the love to walk from the lowlife to the king all the more. It's not actually he took me out of the street. He had so many other places to be. It was so difficult for him to do it. I'm such a, tri- I'm such a lowly person. All of these are, are, are factors that make the love that the lowlife shows towards the king amplified over and over. So now what else I was trying to do in chapter 48, and 49, is say, well, hold up. In order for this world to exist in the first place, God had to press and stretch himself so far. this world is an incredible distance from the true unfiltered light of God. And so God breaking down his energy, crippling himself per se, and making this world a possibility, and then in this world ourselves, and then, in spite of that connecting with us, we we'll say well that's that's a massive that's a massive um form of love that would motivate god to do that if god loves us just that much well we got to reciprocate in kind so now we're going to talk about simpson about god breaking down his energy and the more we talk about simpson and we're not going to discuss that discuss the actual process so I I going to spell it, but just talking about the idea of simpson that god takes his unlimited energy and breaks it down and breaks it down and breaks it down in a in a, in a infinite way because infinity is affinity is not there's no mathematics as we're going to say today that connects it to. God did this incredible process called simsum that enabled infinite infinite energy to turn finite. That would just make us realize how much more God loves us, and therefore we need to love God in kind. <laughs> the Altbir makes it very clear from the beginning. Before the Altbir gets into the process of simsum, of what this contracting contracting energy of God's infinite energy and then turned, in, turned into this world, how that's possible. He says, this isn't the right, the tongue is not the, the place to start talking about the Kabbalistic elements of what actually goes on in the process of God breaking down his energy. If you want to learn that, you can learn Kabbalah, you can learn What, the, what, is, what does Simson mean? Simson means, Breaking down godly energy. That godly energy shouldn't be in a revealed way in this world. You don't look at a table, a chair, and a chandelier and say, I see God. You don't. You see physicality. That's only possible by the process called tzitzit. At the same time, they're creations. So God has to break down his energy, make sure that you can't look at a chair and see godly energy flow. And at the same time, it needs to be created. Every single second, over and over. Now, in the second book of the Tanya, we're going to start. We're going to be dealing with this topic at great, at great length. Well, we're getting close towards the second book, but I was already starting to touch upon it. Now, <laughs> a tiny drop of energy comes through it because without energy, Godly energy, well, nothing will be able to exist. So, just enough energy in order for it to exist, not too much energy that you could actually see revealed Godliness flowing out of the chair. And now, to say that there's any form of comparison, the amount of energy that managed to leap from God, let's call it, to the chair, enabling an actual chair to be a chair and to be existing, and for ourselves to be existing too, the amount of energy that comes through is so minuscule, so tiny that it has absolutely no correlation, erach, correlation at all to the actual originally guarded energy. Now now I'll talk a 12. what does it mean no correlation? Everything always correlates to something else. You say you know a whale compared to an ant, you say, well, there's no correlation. Well hold up. Yes, there is a correlation. It's a lot of times bigger, a lot, a lot of times bigger, but there's a correlation. You could just write down the numbers. You work out the mass of the and work out the mass of the whale, and then you go, you have a number, and then you could type it into the calculator, and you could actually get a correlation. And yes, there might be a lot of digits in that correlation, but it's correlable, if that's the real word. It's able to be con- compared one to another. No, you and says, the number proportion or correlation in numbers one number. the number one and the number a million we use the number of million so so easily so readily but the number one to the number a million it's a big fast distance between them there's a lot imagine a million houses you know the more we start to start to make it real the number a million the number a million is a very very large number that number is is ha- has um, actual connection to the number one yes it might be very vast and an average person can't even count on a million you know take them a very long time to count to a million they'll be exhausted by the time they finish. finished but practically speaking the number one the number a million has a correlation one to the other and so that that correlation is called an error it's called a connection with godly energy in this world there is no connection between the number of godly energy let's call it that goes into a chair and a table and a, and a floor and god's actually and god's actual energy himself let's read this inside Kinoida. i'll start from the beginning again Kinoida the number Correlation, the the correlation in numbers. The number one, the number one million and one have a correlation because it's one millionth of a million, so it has a connection. But something that's unlimited, and this is the critical point. The number, the number unlimited. I'm using the word number unlimited just to make it easier to understand. But the number unlimited has absolutely no correlation with any other number, not with the number a billion, not with the number a trillion. It doesn't matter how many numbers you invent and whatever names you choose to give them, and however many zeros you choose to put at the end of them, it will have absolutely no correlation to the number infinity. You can't reach that. It's not you, you go, you don't go along a journey and then finally reach the number infinity. Our minds aren't really wired to properly understand this because what does infinity mean? We don't really have a, okay. again, because our numbers think in, because our brains think in zeros and ones, and we're physical, limited human beings. Even thinking about the idea, unlimited and um, uh, never ending, isn't really something our, our brains are wired to understand. But the point is, we can understand the idea. Infinity can never be reached. So therefore, to have infinite energy of God, this is the point of tanya, the finally But to have the infinite energy of God coming into a physical, real chair that's hiding godly energy, there's no, there's no. Breaking down of energy that the capacity brings in, short of using a special system called Tzimtzum. There's no number that connects to infinity, and therefore, God's energy, in order to create this world, had to use this unique system called Timson, where God literally just tore apart his energy per se, pulled it back, and let. Again, Dalton is not going into the system of how it all happened, but a little tiny little thread kind of falls through and this energy through the process of Simpson became actually finite. What's the point? Just to summarize, what, why do we care so much about Simpson? It seems like we're talking about love of God and fear of God and now suddenly we're talking about Simpson and then we're talking about the complexities. and Dalton is even, he's getting complex and saying, I'm not even getting into the complexities of it. The ultimate is not. It's so much more complex. So why do we care so much about Simpson? In conclusion, today Tanya is trying to train us to love God. And if we realize just how far God stretched Himself and how far He broke down His own energy in order for this world to be functioning, for us to be existing, for a chair and a table and a roof to be over our, around us and over our head, we will realize God really loves us. He went that this far and traveled this distance in order for us to exist and for in order for us to be hugged and kissed by him by doing time and he really genuinely loves us. And the more we think about how much God loves us, the more we'll start to come for come towards a love towards him. So a person wants to have, say, I want to do a mitzvah and I want to have love and fear. So it's also easy. Just think about how much God loves you and after giving us the imagery in order to us to truly understand how much God loves us. Thank you so much for joining us. have a wonderful day, successful day. Thank you so much for